0: morning, everybody. Let's stand. We're going to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords this morning. Who am I that the high- Invade our family's homes right now, Jesus. You are good. You are a good God. You're a good, God. You're a good God. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my hand, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. been faithful, yes. In all my life, You have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, who oh, I will see of the goodness of God. Oh, I Goodness of God, you're never going to stop. You're never going to stop. You are good, God. You were the word at the beginning. Why with God? lie in the darkness my God that is who you are yes because you are way maker miracle worker promise keeper lie in the darkness my God that is who you are
1: way where there seems to be no way. God, we we thank you that in spite of the enemy's greatest attempt in generations to stop worship, worship continues in the hearts of your people, in family rooms, and in schools, and in sanctuaries, God, and in cafeterias, and restaurants, and in the gym, every place that this is going to be heard, God. We just know that there's going to be worship taking place on treadmills and and exercise bikes and commutes to work. God, we thank you that the church of Jesus Christ will not be silenced by virus, by bacteria, by the microscopic, the macroscopic view of God being larger than every problem is in view today, God. So we thank you. We love you, God. We are so grateful, so grateful for for you leading us to this place. There's just a prophetic readiness for this moment in our church's life, God. Um, I, technology does what it does. It breaks, it, it stalls, it disconnects. It's But God, right here, right now, in this moment, in this moment that will be replayed for years to come, God, we, we know that we know that we know the score at the end of the game. We know that we win. We stand on that, God, in faith, faith in you, and we love you. It's a good day. Good day, good day, in Jesus' name. And everybody said Amen. Elbow bump somebody on your way back. Isn't that funny? They say, whatever you do, cough in your elbow, and then they say, elbow bump each other. Does that, isn't that kind of a, a, a phalange kiss or something like that? So, God bless you. Well, good morning, live stream, wherever you are and whenever this gets played. We are uh, excited to have what is going to be, I'm sure, the largest single live stream audience that we have ever had, and one of the great things that's gonna come out of this today, you may notice what other people doing there, I thought service was canceled. Well, service will never be canceled at Freedom Center Church, but we are under the restrictions of our governor, who said no meetings above 250 people. There's no way to open the door and have less than 250 people in our building, so we have uh, basically just uh, allowed staff and those that are working today in various technologies and their families to be here. But we do want to do everything we can. How many you guys know we should, we should respect the authorities that God puts in our life until they interfere with our lives? And then, I'm just kidding. So we are, we are here today because um, we just knew that, that we could do this. We knew that you would be here. You know that we'll be here as well, and we look forward to uh, the future. Now, at the end of the service today, we're updating stuff. We're actually editing video right now with the latest updates on what we're allowed to do, announcements about what's happening with youth tonight, about what's happening with groups throughout the week, uh, all that kind of stuff. So at the end of the service, there'll be a video. I promise you the video will be hot off the presses, still be steaming probably, but we are uh, at the end of the service today. We're gonna preach for a little while, gonna come back and worship for a while. People say, can we just spend time Worshiping in our homes. Yes, we're gonna come back and have some more time. The band's gonna rejoin us in a few minutes. We're gonna worship some more. If there's anything our homes need today, it's the sound of, of praising Jesus. Amen. So we are glad to do that. So but stick around. Like don't log off while the sermons done. They're just going back to an altar call. There's lots to stay until the very end of this broadcast. So how many of you guys are ready to get in the word of God today? Me too. So two weeks ago, before the world blew up, we had no idea that we would be here doing this. Let me back up even farther. 25 years ago. Now, don't, don't make a big deal out of this, but it's a big deal to me, and it's kind of, it's kind of neat. 25 years ago today was Dina and I's very first service. We, we became the pastors 25 years ago today. Now, what's funny was, 25 years ago, in attendance was about the same number of people that are here right now. <laughs> but what we didn't have back then was a live stream audience of 5 to 10,000 people joining us you know as soon as technology works again. So we are we are totally blown away. Could have never foreseen this 25 years ago. How many of you guys couldn't see this a week ago? Couldn't see this 2 weeks ago. I just want to point out to you as we get started this morning just the beautiful prophetic nature of what is happening. Caleb, listen to me, man. The prophetic nature of what's happening today 2 weeks ago we talked about how, uh, you know, worship is the fruit of salvation, that when you realize Jesus is Savior, there's this, there's this great dynamic of just worship. When someone rescues you, you don't ask what time it is. You don't say what's for dinner. When someone rescues you from perishing, what naturally comes out of your mouth is thank you. That's where worship begins. But we didn't, we didn't want to end there. The root of worship is salvation, but the fruit of worship is freedom. And last week, we talked about Acts chapter 16, where we're in the, the prison cell with Paul and Silas and that huge... Uh, amazing revival slash riot that broke out in Philippi, and as we talked about it, we we made this statement um, that we know the score at the end of the game, so we can celebrate even when the calls are bad, even when Ohio State scores a touchdown, even when Michigan State you know it plants their 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 referee into the Michigan game. Yes, Matt Stokes, I'm talking to you. Don't look at your way for confirmation. You're in the marching band, not on the football team. I can make fun of you. So. We, we uh, Because we know the score at the end of the game, we don't get all freaked out about every little thing that happens because we know who wins. And so how many guys realize, I had no idea how prophetic that message was two weeks ago and last week. And today, I just believe God's gonna continue this by speaking to our hearts about worship. One of the things that we're gonna need to get good at over the course of the next few weeks, few months, few years, is learning how to worship outside of the proper worship environment, in our homes, in our cars, as we pray with our spouse at night, as we speak to our kids. How many of us know worship isn't something we do, it should be an expression of who we are, right? So if we're gonna talk about anything today, we need to talk about not just worship as a response to a savior not and the root, not just the fruit of worship being freedom. Today we're gonna to talk about the key. The key that God has put in your hand to unlock the kingdom called worship. There is this ability that we have to connect with God at an intimate level at any moment of any day. How many of us know that if we have any superpower in the body of Christ, it's the presence of the Holy Spirit? We, we just like, what's going on? I don't know what to do. It's, the world, the, world my, the economy, my job, and my, th- th- what's happening, and the restaurant, is my gym safe? Can my kids go to school? Listen, before we make decisions, let's go into the presence of God and get the counsel of the King. And once we, know, once we have that peace, how many of us know you make better decisions when you're at peace than when you're Frantic? You make better decisions when you're at peace than when you're frantic. Trust me, I've had both this week. So as long as you're talking about disease, let's talk about a really terrifying disease called leprosy. And say, so what, a, what a wonderful topic. Pastor Jim, thank you. Before we had any cases of coronavirus, this sermon was written last Tuesday, and I was in Missouri speaking to a staff about how to respond to coronavirus. And, and they said, what should we do? I was, I was there for other reasons, but they said, Jim, you're from Michigan. You're a Yankee. You talk fast. What would you do if you're us in Missouri, that getting ready for the potential quarantine. And I said, this is what I would do. I would preach a three week series called Going Viral. Isn't that hilarious? And I'm, and I'm just telling them what I should do. You should do this and you should do that. And they're like writing it down. Oh, that's good. We're gonna do that. I get on the plane and they get a text saying, hey, we just got our first two cases. Looks like the churches are gonna be shut down as of this weekend. So I came back Thursday and spoke this message before the shutdowns, before the closures, before the bans. So again, I, I'm gonna preach the message I had already written because I believe you need to know that this was written before all this happened. There is a key that we have to have in our hands called worship. Now, leprosy was a terrible Terrible disease, and and I think probably the cruelest thing of leprosy was not the skin rotting, the fingers falling off, the nose caving in, the cheeks recessing, the ears falling off, the smell of of uh, you know like a, a dumpster behind a Mexican restaurant in July that you carried with you. That the, the requirements of isolation from the Levitical law. I think the the craziest part, the cruelest part of leprosy is one day everybody's got a normal life. You're heading in the direction of your dreams. You got your wife, your kids, your farm, your, your, your nets, your boat, whatever your life's all about, your carpentry tools, and one day you wake up and there's this weird spot on your arm. And every dream you've ever had, and everybody that you love, and every relationship that was yours when you went to sleep that night, when you woke up that day is over with. The Bible says, according to Levitical law, to keep people safe, you had to go and show any, any rash, any skin abnormality to the priest and say, what is this? And the priest was trained. The book of Leviticus told him about the, the color of the hair and how long it was there and all this kind of stuff. And if you went there and the priest said, hey man, that's bad. You gotta go. They were not allowed to go home. They were not allowed to be in synagogue the next Sabbath day. They were not allowed to hold their baby daughter. Their job was over, everything. And, and you, were, you were a normal person, you went to sleep, you woke up the next morning with a spot, and by nine o'clock that morning, everything you'd worked for your whole life was over with. And you didn't know if it was a punishment for a sin that you committed, your parents uh, committed, if it was just a random act of cruelty, the universe threw it. Like, you just didn't know. But everything had changed. Look what it says in Leviticus chapter 13. These people are actually condemned to die alone according to Levitical law. Look at this. It says, anyone with such a defiling disease, they've already described leprosy as one of these defiling diseases, must wear torn clothes, let their hair be unkept, cover the lower part of their face, and cry out, unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp or outside the community. Now, fast forward That dynamic from the book of Leviticus, centuries to the days of Jesus, where he encounters 10 lepers that have lost everything, everyone, every dream. They've gathered together, because once you're unclean, you hang out with people that are unclean, because you need human contact. We are created for community, and they've lost that community, but they've gathered together to try to survive, to just form a gang, a family, a, a club, whatever it is. And this is what happens in Luke chapter 17. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 17, verse 11 says this. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy. So we know they're dynamic. We know they're obeying the law. We know they're standing at a distance. We know the veiled faces. We can smell the dumpster. Their fingers have fallen off. Their nose is gone. Their ears, their cheeks are collapsed. from the rotten skin. As he was going to a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus. Master, like, please, I've got a baby at home. My, my wife can't farm the field. My, my nets are rotting because they need to go in that water and come out of that water. The boat has, I mean, I, I don't, my whole life, I woke up one morning, I thought I was a good man when I went to sleep that night, but I woke up the next morning and it's all gone. Everything's changed. I don't, we don't know how long they've been in this condition. Maybe a week, maybe a month, maybe 10 years. But they've been surviving in isolation, torn clothes, unkept hair, veiled faces, screaming, I am unclean. And they're saying, please, like, do something about this. Have pity on us. Look at Jesus' response. Luke 17, verse 14. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. How many you guys, that's a good day. That's born again, man. (laughs) That's That's... I get my life back. Now, when Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest, remember, Jesus is saying to them, you, they can't go to the priest. They can't walk in covered in, what, 10 of them with torn clothes, unkept hair, unwashed, rotten skin. Like when he said, go show yourself to the priest, what he was saying to them in, in old uh, Hebrew thought is, you are cleansed. Now, go show yourself to be cleansed. And as they walk, everybody says, walk. They're walking along, and all of a sudden, they realize. It wasn't like, everything's new. But as they're moving along, as they're doing what Jesus told them to do, suddenly they realize something has shifted from their first encounter to where they are now. How many of you guys realize something shifted since your first encounter with Jesus? They just look down and say, wait a minute. Remember that that patch? Remember that? Hey, I used to have three fingers. I used to say, you know, you're number one. You know what I mean? And, and I, like, it's growing back. They realize that they... Were cleansed as they went. Now, this is an interesting moment in human history. Ten people, when you see the number 10, often what is representing is a fraction of 100. When you see 10 in Scripture, it can mean a lot of things, but one of the things that, that 10 normally means is here's an example of the totality. Here, here's an example of what everybody do. You know, you know, nine out of 10 dentists recommend sugarless gum for their patients that chew Gum. We still do the same thing today, don't we? You know, why would it be 10? Well, because it's just that's, that's the, the smaller fraction of 100. Instead of saying 90 people out of 100, you say nine out of 10. So in the same way, Jesus is kind of giving us a view into the commonness of humanity with leprosy. The commonness of mercy to cleanse it. But something really amazing happens here, and this is for us, and this is for now, and this is for here. Are you here? He's saying this. Ten of them get cleansed, but as they go along, they go, wait, wait, everything's working. Everything, wow, I got it. Hey, and they start high-fiving each other with all five instead of high twoing each other because they lost three. They're, they're like, they're getting it back, and, and they're cleansed, and they don't smell bad anymore, and they're, they're looking under the torn clothes, and everything's where it's supposed to be. But and nine of them. How many of you guys know that this is this moment in human history where we're going to see ourselves? Nine of them get so excited about what God just did, they don't return to Jesus to even say thank you. They get excited about what Jesus did, but they didn't get excited about Jesus. Isn't this neat? And and you say, well, you know, I won the lottery. Hey, God! And when was the last time I went to church? Uh, since I won the lottery, <laughs> you know. We, we had a baby. Yay, God gave us a baby. It was the last time you are in church. Oh, you know, once our kid wants to be in the nursery. Because all kids love separation from their parents. Come on, Stokes, can I get an amen? You know? So, so what happens is God blesses us, and instead of saying, Jesus, we're closer to you because of it, according to this, this verse right here, nine out of ten sometimes get so excited about what Jesus did but not who Jesus is that sometimes the blessings of God can actually cause a little bit of a distance. How many of you guys know when they got leprosy, they were talking to God? They're probably saying, Why? They're probably saying, Help? They're probably saying, Please, Jesus, have pity on us, please. But once they got what they wanted, nine of them either they go to the priest and we never hear from them again, or they just boogied home because they hadn't held their baby girl in two years. And can I be honest with you? I'd probably boogie home to see my baby girl. I come home to give Dina a great big kiss. I come home to pick up my grandson, my granddaughter. I, I mean, I, what I'm thinking about when God blesses me is what he's blessed me with. When, I'm think, when it's Christmas morning, I'm opening gifts, I forgot about Santa. I'm thinking about Legos. Can I get a witness? And this is, this is what he says. But one of them, now this, this is going to, you got to listen to me. One of them, instead of doing what, what is kind of natural to do, turns around and does something really supernatural and comes back to Jesus. Now, listen is what happens. Listen to that. One of them, verse 15, one of them, when he saw, he was healed. Now, all 10 were cleansed, but the Bible says only one was healed. It's a different word. We'll get into that in just a minute. He came back praising God in a loud voice, and he threw himself at Jesus' feet, and he thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Look at verse 17. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? <laughs> Where are the other nine Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Listen to me. Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Cleansed, healed, and well are three completely different words that suggest a progression for those who are grateful that those who forget to be grateful do not progress through. These are the keys that I'm talking about. When you recognize that every good and perfect gift is a blessing from the Lord, and every time you get a parking spot, and every time dinner gets paid for, and every time the dog's, you know, fourth leg that got cut off because of cancer grows back, and every time your kid gets an A, and every time you return to Jesus gratefully, there's something that happens in the progression of your life towards Christ that those who only wait for the explosion of good or the explosion of evil to contact heaven don't get. Here we go. Let's look at a few of these words and see what's really happening here. All 10 of them are cleansed. The word cleanse here is catharizo, catharizo. Say it with me, will you? Catharizo. I like it when you say that. Catharizo. We get our word cathartic. In other words, we kind of, it was a cleansing thing, like we just feel better because of that when something's cathartic, catharizo. So they look down, they see that Jesus had cleansed them and nine go on their way, but one does something different. How many guys are grateful for the catharizo of God? How many guys have been cleansed by the Lord? Let me just say this. If you're watching today and you're like, I, where's this going? Let me just stop right here and say it's going to you. If between your heart and God's heart right now, there's something hindering an intimate relationship, if your prayers feel like they hit the ceiling and bounce off again, if you feel like people around you are closer to God than you are, if, if it's been a long time since you said a prayer, been a long time since you, you thought about worship, let me just say this to you. There's a catharizo that Jesus has for you and understand this, it was not the faith of the 10 lepers that got them healed, it was the faith of Jesus for the 10 lepers that got them cleansed. The cleansing came because that's what God wanted. If your heart's far from God, let me just say this to you before we go any farther, the heart of God for you is that you would be clean. The heart of God for you is that you would know his mercy, that you would know his love, that you would know his cleansing. You are not the worst thing that you've ever done You are the greatest thing that's ever been done for you, which is Jesus giving his life, paying a high price for your life, dying on a cross as a sinner, though he'd never sinned for sinners like me and sinners like you. If there's a distance between your heart and his heart, it's not because he put it there, it's because you put it there. And God wants the distance removed. That's what the blood of Jesus is all about. catharizo to cure, to cleanse, to remove stains. Verse 14 says they were all cleansed. But one of them turns back around, and when he does, something else happens. Somebody say something else. The the mercy of God that you just started with, that we just started with, is not the ending of it. I raised a hand, I said a prayer, I filled out a card, I went to a class. Wonderful things, beautiful things, powerful, life-altering things, but how many of you guys know God's not done with with a single prayer, with a single card, with a single class? There's a life there, you, you've gone from being an orphan to being a son. How many of you know there's being a son or a daughter to being an heir in the kingdom? There's a difference. So as he turns around, this one does, th- th- he turns around, he receives something that the other ones didn't, and it says that this. He was healed, and I'm gonna try to say this Greek word, and I butchered it on Thursday night. Naomi. Iomi. I don't know what it is, because I don't speak Greek. It's all Greek to me. How about you, right? Cleansed, which they all got, means something bad was removed. Healed, which only one got, means something was restored that was lost. It was shocking to me, the mercy of God, when I first experienced it at a rock concert at 16 years old. I was born again. I began immediately to preach the gospel, the gospel that I knew. There's this guy with a beard that was at a concert Name Jesus. And you should go to a concert too and find Jesus. Like I didn't know that, I didn't know the gospel. I just knew what God had done for me. So I said what God had done for me the best I could. I went into the military and my addictions I allowed my my addictions to come back. As they came back, I couldn't do the drugs anymore, but the alcohol was there. If you're a real man, if you're a soldier, you get wasted, blah, 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 blah. And I found myself going back into that dependent lifestyle of I can't have a bad day without having this at the end of it. I can't have a good day without using this to celebrate it. Hey, let's go hang out. Great, I'll bring the beer. Like, great, I'll bring the bottle. Great, I'll bring the... Like today, we say, let's go hang out. Okay, what restaurant you want to meet at? How many of you guys know that that? How many of you guys are Dan Abel's friend? Let me just ask it another way, right? If there's fellowship, the word fellowship is the word salsa in, in uh, Dan Abel's Bible, right? But but in my life, it's like what, what bar, what club, what what you know, liquor store are we going to? Because we can't celebrate, mourn, or have a bad day without this. So I went back to my addictions. I just want you to hear this. When I came back to the Lord, I've been called into like a ministry when I was 16 years old. I knew it. I went at 17 years old to Haiti. Felt the Lord said, hey, man, I got a life for you that's different. I saw people starving. I went up on top of a bus. Eight hours later, we arrived in Port-au-Prince from Cape Haitian. I'd seen starvation. I'd seen disease. I'd seen, I mean, the leprosy that's there, the, the malaria that's there, the death. I met two zombies, long story, but literal people that were like, uh, possessed and all this kind of stuff. I got down off that bus eight hours later, and God had called me into ministry. When I went in the military, I forfeited all of that to drinking. So I'm coming back to Christ. You guys following the story? I come back to Christ. I I guess I was overwhelmed that He cleansed me when I came back. But I was really overwhelmed when He gave me back everything I lost. I didn't. I didn't know. I'm just being honest with you. It's just us and ten thousand strangers. It's it. it uh, I, did, I knew that he'd forgive me, I guess, some part of me I knew that he was still that merciful. I didn't know that he'd restore my calling. I not know that he'd restore my anointing. Matter of fact, it was later that I learned the scripture that God's gifts and God's callings he doesn't change his mind about. What I do doesn't trump what he's done for me. What I've done against him is not greater than what he's done for me. His, his desire for my life, his will for my life. Matter of fact, can I tell you this? And this is not to suggest that bad things are good, but it is to let you know that God can redeem all things and work them together for good. When I went back into addictions, it gave me a whole other level of, of shame and guilt and regret and dependency. But when I came out of that, it gave me the path to get out of shame and guilt and dependency. And I'm telling you a story now, 30 some years later, based on an altar call that I went to in Colleen, Texas in 1986, 1985, and I'm still preaching it today. God doesn't just cleanse, He heals. He doesn't just take away bad, he restores good. He doesn't just remove the purposeless days behind you. He induces you with purpose from your salvation all throughout eternity. You have a reason. So this, this one guy turns in gratitude, and he gets something the other nine didn't get that just ran home. He wasn't just forgiven his leprosy, he was restored his promises because he turned in gratitude back towards the Lord. And can I just point out something real simple? He hadn't encountered Jesus yet. I mean, he'd talked to him from a distance. He'd gone on his way. He realized an hour later, 10 minutes later, a day later, we don't know. He's cleansed. He turns around takes him that much time to get back. <clears throat> he gets, And on his way, he's healed. In other words, he didn't meet Jesus and get a separate thing. On his way to meet Jesus, he got a separate thing. Let me us know that the prodigal turns and can still be a long ways off when the father sees him that you can be a long ways from where you were. You can be cleansed wherever you are, but you can be a long ways from where you're going back to, and God's still doing something in your life, even on that return trip. How many of you guys know God's not done with you yet, right? So his heart, this leper's heart to worship, was so blessed even before he found Jesus that he got something just in the pursuit of Jesus that others didn't get that just went home. I love this. Look at this next thing. It doesn't stop there. He says that you're sozo. Verse 19, your faith has made you well. Sozo means to save, to make sound, to restore. There's a, a, a Greek word, sozo, and a Hebrew word, shalom, that are really the poster children for each other in the sense that shalom, we translate the word peace, but it doesn't mean just peace. Like, like saying, um, Shalom means peace. Is like saying Michael Jordan's the guy with his tongue hanging out when he you know, dunks the ball. Like, it, like it, it doesn't encapsulate what Michael Jordan is. It doesn't encapsulate all. We just, you know, we can't say, so, you know, uh, shalom, which means rrr, right? You just say peace. It's translated peace in the same way this word sozo is translated, uh, you know, making you well, sound, but it, it means so much more than that. Please hear me. It, the word sozo means you are now the right person in the right place, at the right time, with the right stuff. Life is aligned for you in such a way as if you were standing in the garden not wearing a fig leaf. Don't try it, but you understand the illustration, right? What I'm saying is this. When you know, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You were just, I am the right person, and I'm in the right place, and this is the right time, and life's probably never gonna be more aligned with heaven than it is right now. Anybody ever experienced a moment of that in your life? I'm living it right now, 25 years later, talking to a congregation roughly the size of the one I talked to 25 years ago, I feel like I am the right person, in the right place, at the right time, with the right stuff, because Jesus cleansed me, because Jesus healed me, and because Jesus has restored all things unto me. I am his son, I am an heir of Christ, a co-heir with Christ, uh, just life, how many guys know sometimes life just makes sense, and then there's Monday, right, right? <laughs> So get this now. All were cleansed because of, their, because of the Jesus' faith. Jesus said, go and show yourselves. They did. There's some faith on their part to obey. But they're like, I trust that I'm healed. They just did what they were told. And Jesus cleansed them. Um, one was healed, not just cleansed, but healed as he returned to give praise. Worship team, join me if you would, Please. And then one was made whole, same one, was made whole, cleansed, healed, forgiven, restored, and that one was the one whose faith in Jesus led him to worship. I, I just wanna say this to you as we get ready to go back into worship for a few minutes. Again, if you're watching on live stream you say, well, it's just gonna be the altar call to worship time, hear me. This is not just another altar call. This is a call to be a worshiper. If I were to say, um, we're gonna do a, you know, a sermon on Sabbath. We wouldn't know until next weekend whether or not you are applying that truth. A sermon on loving your wife as Christ of the church or believing your husband as the church believes in Christ. We, we wouldn't know until like the next day or something if you're doing that. This is not that. I, I think that there's a moment in time, no matter what that time is, this is being recorded, it's gonna be played throughout the week, 10,000 people are gonna watch it, different times, different places, different countries. But, but let me just say this to you. I think if there was a moment in time where we need to come together in the spirit, which is not subject to time and space, it's now. I think that when God looks at an earth that's confused, scared, frightened, He needs to look at a church that is not, because of who He is, because of what He's done, because of what He's cleansed, what He's healed, and what He's restored. How many of you guys know that in Christ we can be well, well? He said, your faith has made you well. So here's my conclusion. Those who walk in faith and gratitude, they walk with benefits that those who walk without do not. We're gonna do that Waymaker song, Kyle. Can I just just change it right now? So I, I just think there's something in that you are a waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that's who you are. How many of you guys know that's who he is? Why don't you stand up? Come on forward. As you're doing that, would you just live stream people? Listen to me. I know the internet has crashed. I got word the internet crashed because everybody and their brother's trying to watch church this morning. So on top of all the medical stuff, now we have technical stuff. It may be later in the week that you're watching this. But I don't think it matters whether you're watching this on Monday or Tuesday or a year from now. There's a prophetic call to worship because it's the right thing to do. Doesn't matter what the time is, but if there was ever a right time for the church to be worshiping, it's now. On your way to work, on your way home, if something good happens, if something bad happens. We learned last week if something bad happens, Acts chapter 16, what's the right thing to do? It's to worship. Something good happens, what's the right thing to do? You're saved, worship. But let me say this worship as a key that opens and unlocks doors to the kingdom. How many of you guys got that key in your hand? Like I don't know what to do. Yeah, you do. Take the key, by faith, put it in whatever's in front of you, and turn it, and let God open doors that no man can close. It is time for the church to go deeper. How many guys know it's been since 9/11 we've been going wider and wider and wider. And I believe prophetically what God's saying to the church today. It's it's great to go wider. How many guys know that that an inch deep and a mile wide is just a mud puddle, but an inch wide and a mile deep is the ocean. I believe it's time for our faith to go deeper. I don't feel like worship. It's weird. I, it's hard to worship on. It's on my phone. I'm in front of people. It'll be weird. I have my headphones in. They're gonna think I'm weird. They think you're weird when you're grooving out to Michael Jackson singing on the treadmill. So just be weird. Just be weird. I, I don't think it's weird. I think it's actually normal. It's just in a world that's weird. Worshiping's normal. It's just in a world that doesn't know how. So it's time for us to shine. If you're not right with God, get right with God. If you haven't framed this properly, take the key, put it in the lock. You are my way maker, my miracle worker, my promise keeper, my light in this darkness. My God, that is who you are. Close your eyes all over this room, all over the internet, in your family rooms, in your cars, keep your eyes open. Everywhere else, everywhere else. You are a waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. Don't you dare turn this off. You keep worshiping. Come on. You are a waymaker, waymaker, miracle worker,
0: promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. my God.
1: That is now. You can go ahead and lift your voice up in that restaurant. Come on. You are. Way maker. In your car, promise at the gym, keeper, on the treadmill. In the darkness. My, my God, that is who is you good. are. The world needs to see people that have faith in the midst of fear. Waymaker, a promise keeper, keeper light in, in the darkness. darkness. My, my God, that is who is you are. My trust are. is in you, God, in all things. You are way waymaker. future. What am I supposed to do about my bills? Some of you are like, like I, I get that, Jim, but man, I, I got kids at home because they canceled school, and I don't have a babysitter. Like, thanks for the theology lesson, but I've got a practical problem, and I don't see God doing anything about it. That, that's a legit question, so here's my answer. Here's my answer. Here's my answer, really. Even when. Because even when I don't see it, you're working. Because even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. stop.
0: You never stop. The God takes good things, bad
1: things, works all things together for your good, is working. Even when when I don't see it, you
0: working.
1: And And even when when I don't feel feel it, you're working. You never never stop.
0: stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working.
1: God, I thank you that regardless of circumstance, nothing this week has thrown you off of any throne. (laughs) Nothing. Hard seasons do come in this world. You told us we'd have tribulation. But we're to take heart because the one who's overcome the world lives inside of us. So I thank you that you've given us a church to help in times like this. I thank you that anybody that has a need can call the phone number of the church, and this church will mobilize to help with kids, to help with food, to help with transportation, to help with finances, God. Until we are exhausted and have nothing left to give, we'll give everything that we have, God. And I pray that you would just put a fidelity, a faithfulness during a time of testing. I'm just gonna say that into the camera right now. If you're like, what, what, what marks this time? It's, well, it's a time of worship, but it's a time of testing. It's a time where our faith is going from being something we sing about to something we live, and there's a difference. There's a faith that moves mountains. There's a faith that sings when a mountain falls on top of their head and says, I believe anyway. There's a sacrifice that's required. There's a, there's a dedication that's required. There's a maturity that's required. So if you don't know where you're at with the Lord, the next month's going to tell you where you're at with the Lord. But I, I don't know, but as for me and my house, come on, let's serve the Lord. Let's share what we have. Listen, I will be honest with you. If you don't have toilet paper... Kim Sivier has toilet paper. Just call him. Amen? Because he has Judy Sivier. So I know that he's prepared for all things. We're here to like you, you're a part of a church, you're a part of a community, you're a part of the kingdom. So what we have is yours. And what you have is is ours. At the end of the service in just a moment, they're gonna play a video, and that video is gonna tell you a lot about what's happening with youth tonight, young adults tomorrow night. Be, you know, watch that three-minute, five-minute video because there's a lot of content in there, how to give. 60% of our giving comes in online, so we're uniquely prepared for an emergency just like this one. But if you've never given online, today's your day. You say, well, you know, I'm really going through hard. I get that. But remember, let's sow seeds into the church and sowing seeds into the needs. We're feeding kids. We're taking care of families. We're running errands. Or, I mean, we're, our workload is not diminished in this time of time off school. Our workload is multiplied because we, this is when the church is supposed to shine. Amen. We're supposed to be shinier now than ever before. So you need something? 810 629 5261 you call we'll answer we're going to help you any way we can in these days because that's what a church does we'll slaughter Tom's pigs and have bacon amen amen lamb chops and holly amen father we pray for everyone who's had a chance to be a part of this today here and abroad that peace would rule and reign in our hearts it's not a time to be afraid it's a time to be bold and courageous as lions we're not waiting to find out what happens we're making it happen we're not predicting the future. We're creating the future with our faith. And we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Now go and watch this video and enjoy it. Amen.
2: Hey, Freedom Center family. We've had several of you asking, how do I set up my reoccurring gift online? How do I make sure that my contribution is going to make a difference. So I wanted to just walk you through it real quick so you could see just how easy it is. You're gonna wanna go to our website, freedomcenter.church, which I am already there. And um, up here on your phone, you're gonna see the three little lines. If you're doing this from your computer, there's actually a spot up in the right-hand corner that says give. You're gonna wanna go to that. Right down here, you're gonna see the tab that says give. You're going to hit on this page, you're going to go to Donate Online, and it's going to take you to our our Secure Give. So you can click right here to donate. It's really quite simple once you get here, um, and it makes it simple. Do you want to do it to General Fund, to the Missions Fund, to Other, or to Kingdom Builders? If you're wanting to help specifically with the projects that are happening right here, right now, we're doing that to Kingdom Builders. If you just need to set up a reoccurring gift, your regular giving, your, um, what you would do in your percentage giving, you need to do that up here in General Fund. You'll put a dollar amount in. I'm just going to put in $5 for now. You can either choose one time or reoccurring. Do you do reoccurring? To do reoccurring, then you're going to need to set up an account. That way, it helps us to give you credit at the end of the year. So you can go back and you can look at all that you've done. You have control of your account from there. If you want to increase it, if you want to decrease it, if you want to set up to do Kingdom Builders and General, you're going to do it all from here. So um, I personally already have an account, so I'm going to do a sign in. Once you sign in, it's just going to ask for your general information. It's going to ask for your address. It's going to ask you to set up a username. You can also put your phone number in. That's when I log in. You can see here, it's gonna ask for your email or phone. Some of you may have already set this up and you even wanna know how to go in and give directly to um, the projects happening now as well as increasing. Um, Now it's gonna ask you, select donation frequency. You can do weekly, every two weeks, twice a month, monthly, quarterly. I, again, I'm gonna set it up for weekly. It's going to ask for your start date to charge it on and then until. So it's going to ask for your start, when you want it to begin on the specific date, and then it's going to ask you to do until. You're going to hit next, and it's just going to confirm it for you, and then you're going to be all set up to do that. So we thank you for doing that. Also, I just want to remind you, if you still want to write a check, you can mail that to the church, which is P.O. Box 52, Fenton, Michigan, 48430 as well as we have ushers standing in the back of the room prepared to receive any cash offerings that you would like to donate at this time as well. Many of you have been asking about events happening still here at Freedom Center Church. Youth is going to continue tonight here at the church. If you have a youth student, sixth grade through 12th grade that you wanna bring out, we invite you to do so. It is still March Madness. It's just taken on a whole new meaning this year. So instead of them winning gifts and prizes, They're gonna be focusing on blessing this community. They're gonna be setting up baskets that we can send the medical people. They're gonna be helping Center of Hope do baskets. And it's just a great way to teach your student to give back to the community. So have them here tonight. Also, young adults will still be meeting here tomorrow night. So you need to check out the website for all the information on that. Lastly, groups will not be meeting here this week. Some people have asked, well, why aren't the groups meeting here and young adults and youth still are? The reason being is that groups are all over the whole building, meaning when they're done for the night, we would have to bring in cleaning crews to completely sterilize, sanitize the building whereas youth and young adults happen in one room. So at the end of the night, we get to focus on one room because we have a daycare here. If you don't know, we have a daycare here and we have to make sure that the building is ready to go, that it's sanitized and prepared for them when they get here the next morning at 6 a.m. So um, thank you for understanding church. We do encourage you, meet in people's homes, meet in the community, it's still open and um, it's a great way to build community. Also, I did forget children's ministry. Pastor Les is going to be doing a recording so you as a family can sit down and watch. He's going to help you guys even talk about this with your kids so that there is no fear, so that they can see their pastor is healthy, he's happy, and he doesn't have fear. So I encourage you guys, tune in tonight, watch it. We thank you in advance, Freedom Center Church, for seeing the mission knowing the vision and knowing that we are going to reach the lost at any cost that doesn't cost us our beliefs. Look forward to seeing you all soon. Miss you guys.